Hello and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. I'm your host, Chris McGrath, and today we have the awesome opportunity to talk about two people in Scripture who are leading very different lives, but are united through something that we will talk about later. These two people are, of course, Absalom and Ahithophel. Absalom, we know as the guy with the really awesome head of hair in the kingdom of Israel at the time of David's reign, and he is also known as the most handsome person in the kingdom at this time. So good for him. Uh, and he is even more than that, the son of the king. He is the prince. And Ahithophel, we know less about and definitely less about his physical appearance. Uh, but he is known as the advisor to King David and then later the advisor to Absalom. And we'll see it play out in this narrative today. And this narrative, uh, really the story of the revolt of the kingdom from Absalom and Ahithophel, starts earlier, as most rebellions do. Uh, And it begins by an offense that happens to Absalom's sister. David, his son Absalom, also uh, has a sister named Tamar, and Tamar has a half-brother named Amnon. And not getting too detailed into the story, but Tamar is ultimately raped by Amnon, who had lusted wrongfully after her and had inquired of Jonadab what he should do about these feelings he was having. And he gets some bad advice and he does a terrible thing and he forces himself upon Tamar. Absalom is obviously disgusted by this and is enraged and he loves his sister Tamar. In fact, you would later see that Absalom would have a daughter that he would name Tamar. And the way that he responds to this action is to take matters into his own hands and to kill Amnon. He sends people to a feast that he had invited Amnon to, and after Amnon was drunk, he sends his own men to kill him. And after he does this for fear of his father, David, he leaves the kingdom for three years. Absalom makes this decision to take the life of Amnon and the judgment of Amnon into his own hands because David did not deal with this situation to his liking. And in fact, and we don't know the whole story, perhaps, but at least what we are shown in the scripture, David did not do anything to rectify this situation. Obviously, a complicated situation in terms of many family members being involved, but not a complicated situation in terms of who did something wrong. And David doesn't address it. And Absalom is incredibly upset. He kills through revenge, and he leaves for three years. After this time, Absalom returns to the kingdom, and we can see him hanging out at the gate where people would, in times before, go to talk to David and carry their uh, legal matters before the king. And Absalom begins to use his charisma and his social skills and his ability to manipulate people to put evil thoughts in their mind against David. And he says to them that, ah, you know, the king really doesn't want to hear about your problems and he doesn't really care about what you're going through. But man, I wish someone was there who cared. I wish that we had a king who would actually respond to the cares of the people. 
And now we can read this and it can seem disingenuous or that Absalom is going out of his way to lie, but could it be that he's simply talking about the experience he felt at the hands of David? When Absalom brought his case of his sister before David, David didn't do anything. And now here he is telling people, you know, don't bother to go before David with your problem because he didn't handle my situation correctly, so he's not going to handle your situation correctly. And Absalom allows this bitterness that started maybe as a small seed grow into this gigantic weed in his life that he's allowing to affect the people around him. And he uses it to delegitimize his father and his kingdom. And Absalom, of course, we know he stages a revolt in Hebron, and he starts to overcome the forces uh, that were belonging to David, and he prevails upon them to join him and to give the kingdom to him. And David has to leave, and he's ashamed, and this was a result of the sins that David had committed in his life, because he wasn't a perfect person, but he was going through the judgment of God, the judgment that even God was using Absalom to carry out. And Absalom allies himself with the other person we've included in our narrative today named Ahithophel. Now, Ahithophel is an interesting character because he is the advisor to David. And you would think someone in such a position would have undying loyalty to their employer, to their king, to their spiritual leader. But Ahithophel also has some family drama to speak of. His son is a mighty man, is Eliam, and Eliam, we know through the genealogies recorded in scripture, is the father of Bathsheba. And we know Bathsheba is also the wife of Uriah. And we remember how David's relationship started with Bathsheba through him neglecting to go to the field of battle and looking upon her to lust after her. And he takes her for his own and he decides to kill Uriah. Although maybe not directly, he arranges for Uriah to be killed on the front lines of battle so that he could have Bathsheba to himself. David is undoubtedly wrong in this action, and his interaction with the prophet Nathan proves this. And so here we see this narrative, it continues, and David, he takes these actions against Ahithophel's granddaughter, he kills his grandson-in-law, and he destroys the life of Bathsheba, and later the child that they would have together which would be Ahithophel's great-grandson, is killed because of the actions of David. And so here we have two people. Absalom and Ahithophel had a right to be angry at David. They absolutely did. They both had been wronged in such severe ways by someone who was meant to serve and protect them. But what they choose to do is to start a revolt against David. And Ahithophel, he becomes now the conspirator with Absalom, and he starts to give Absalom the advice. And David hears that he's with him, and he's very upset. And he prays that the advice of Ahithophel would be turned into foolishness. And at this time, the scripture says that Ahithophel was so powerful in his ability and so wise that he would give and the advice he would give to the kings that it was as if someone had asked of God himself what he would want to do. But what happens is through a series of mix-ups and a series of misunderstandings, Ahithophel's advice is not taken by Absalom. God sees to it that his advice that was good didn't accomplish the thing that it should have. Because Ahithophel comes to Absalom when David is weak in the fields and he doesn't have many men. 
And Ahithophel says, I will take 12,000 men and I will go out to where they are hiding in the field and I will kill David myself and I will bring everyone back to you. And then another man in this scripture, Hushai, says to Absalom, no, 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 don't do that. And he's kind of working on the inside for David because David had sent him back to compete with the voice of Ahithophel in order to deter Absalom from a path that would destroy David and his men. And Hushai says that they should not go out right now to kill the people in the field, but that they should gather all their men from Dan to Beersheba and wait. And Absalom takes this advice and he neglects to finish the job. Now that he's the king, now that he has the ability to do what he thinks the king should do, he takes the wrong advice. He makes a bad strategic decision and he doesn't get the job done because he listens to Hushai and he rejects the advice of Ahithophel. After Ahithophel hears that they are not going to go through with his plan, he travels back to home, he puts his affairs in order, he gets everything set up, and then he hangs himself, commits suicide. Absalom later goes out to meet David, David who now has had time to prepare his army and to get ready for the war, and David's forces overwhelm, destroy all the people who are with Absalom, and Absalom is left caught in a tree by his hair as his steed runs away. And of course, we know that Joab decides to take matters into his own hands and kill Absalom as he's hanging in the tree. This is how the life of Absalom and Ahithophel ends. And what can we take away from this dramatic and incredible story of a civil war in the kingdom of God? I think there is one, truly one, extremely important point that we have to grasp from the lives of these two people. And we're not learning from something good that they did, but learning from bad decisions that they made. And this is it, that their bitterness to the person in their life who was their king, who was their leader, is ultimately what led to their demise. Now, they weren't wrong to think that David had not acted the right way. He had made a mistake but they had completely allowed themselves to become the judge of the spiritual authority in their life. And they took it into their own hands to try to correct what was happening. Ahithophel decides that he is going to try to kill David himself. Absalom decides that he is going to take the kingdom away from David and that he is going to uh, sleep with his father's concubines and he is going to be the king. He is going to sit on the throne. But we see that when they actually have the opportunity, to act with that authority, they fail miserably. And this is the same with how many things happen today. And think of it in a church application. So many people have a right to be angry at their pastor. So many people are wronged by something that the man of God in their life has done. There's no denying that. But it's not the right thing to do, to take matters into your own hands, to try to destroy someone else's life, to destroy their ministry, when they're the ones who are put in place over you. Now, that's not a popular thing to say in society today, but I believe it 100%. If Ahithophel and Absalom had sought better methods to try to uh, negotiate or to try to get through the bitterness that they had felt towards David, their lives would have not ended. So many thousands of people wouldn't have been killed as a result. The kingdom would have never been fractured. And they ultimately would not have lost their ministry. 
they would not have lost their lives, their family, the influence that they had in the kingdom, but because they couldn't get over these issues. And it's not, this is the thing, and hear this right now, you're listening to this podcast, and the last thing I would want is for someone to think that I'm making light of suffering offense or suffering persecution by someone who's in spiritual authority. Of course not. And sometimes drastic actions do need to be taken to remove people who are being harmful and abusing their position. But when someone like David makes an honest mistake, it's not the right thing to try to execute them yourself because ultimately it's God who will be the judge of that ministry, God who will be the judge of that life, and not us. Absalom could have been great in the kingdom, but instead he chose to lead an awful kingdom by himself. Ahithophel could have continued giving advice that was said to have been as if it were from the oracle of God, chooses to then give advice to someone who really won't hear it, won't do the right thing with it, and ends his life by committing suicide. Bitterness can be a powerful uniting force. You see it all the time. I want to highlight a great quote by Nelson Mandela who said that bitterness is like drinking poison and thinking that it will hurt the one who hurt you. Don't give in to bitterness. Don't give in to hatred and a lust for revenge. But let God sort out the issues that people have in their own life. Surely, in your walk with God and in everything you've done, somebody has hurt you. Somebody has mishandled you. They were supposed to take care of you and instead they abused you. Instead, they did something that was totally wrong, totally should have never been done. But if you can still find in your heart to give grace to someone who did those things to you, then you are fulfilling your responsibility as a Christian, which is to be like Christ. Jesus, when accused of blasphemy by the people who didn't understand the gospel in the court of the Sanhedrin, didn't say a word and turned the other cheek. I know that that is not in our culture. And I know that that is an extremely hard thing to do, something that I really don't think I myself would be capable of doing. But we have got to try to be like Jesus and to find in our heart the grace to forgive people who truly need forgiveness for the awful things that they've done. David made bad mistakes, but so did Absalom and Ahithophel by allowing bitterness to rule their life and to ultimately destroy it. This was a heavy lesson today. And it's why it took a little bit of time to get out. But I do think that the point of Absalom and Ahithophel is so worth it to grasp today. I know you've been hurt. I know things have been done that were absolutely wrong. But don't let it do further evil to destroy your life. Let God be the judge. He said that vengeance is his. He will repay. Don't take it into your own hands, but trust the word of God and everything will work out the way it's supposed to. I hope you tune in next week. We will be talking about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible, and I know that you will enjoy it. Hope to see you next time, but in the meantime, be blessed. Have a great week.